0: Three, two, one, and we are back. Welcome to the podcast, Mrs. Harris.
1: Yes, thank you. We always sort of meet up here in the middle of the day for our podcast after we've done various calls and various things have happened, and homeschool has transpired and uh, ready to rumble.
0: Well, it's because it's like, I always feel like when we do this podcast every day, assuming we keep to our schedule, which we do 99% of the time. Yep. That we're doing it in the middle of the day while we're essentially still on the Autobahn with our Mm -hmm. foot to the floor, Mm -hmm. you know, and being completely frosty and all the rest of it. And it helps us to uh, convey to all of our podcast listeners really the urgency that we pass along to our, you know, coaching clients. We're Mm -hmm. doing our best to pass along to all these guys that are listening all over the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, not to... uh, over-celebrate because the numbers of new countries that we're uh, creeping into as far as podcast listeners is increasing. So as of the end of last week, we were being listened to in 49 different countries, and now it's 52. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I know. Now,
0: granted, <laughs> most of the ones that Great. are in the newer countries are single-digit uh, download, but still, that's incredible. That's okay,
1: that, and surprising and awesome.
0: And- yeah, this podcast, Real Estate Coaching Radio, for a long time has been the number one daily listen-to podcast in in the united states but now i'm hopeful that we could actually go international in a meaningful meaningful way outside of just our normal markets of the united states and Canada. it's, it's yeah. incredible it's inspiring you know and, and i i have to say i think the reason that well i know this is true what a lot of the parts of the of the world are experiencing are the same thing that we're experiencing and in and your nice and theory i should pass mm-hmm. this along to you i didn't talk to you about this today our theory that we're actually entering into what's going to be seen as a historical renaissance, I actually think that that's one of the reasons that we're having an increase in global listens because of the fact that a lot of people are experiencing that are in the real estate business, they're experiencing similar cycles of people sure. that are changing their buyer preferences and their urgency mm-hmm. to purchase and sell and everything. So COVID, I think, for a lot of people has caused them to sort of be shocked out of complacency. And they're all sort of whether they're thinking this you know, overtly or not. You only live once and you're dead a real long time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are moving forward their own personal plans on getting back to living and what's important and who knows what, right? It's the world's
1: biggest forced hard reset ever.
0: I think so, yeah. But
1: I think it's turned the bend into, for good reasons now, I think you're right that we've we've all had enough time to think about it and recalibrate and say, all right, if I had to re-engineer my life, even though it's something kind of making me do that if that's the catalyst, that's fine. I'm going to take advantage of this and I'm going to make some moves. Sometimes quite literally. Well,
0: I was on the uh, um, coaching call this morning with a client who uh, just listed a four and a half million dollar property and some very expensive hamlet on the East coast. And the seller is a guy who's 50, who's been incredibly, he's actually kind of a famous guy. Mm -hmm. He was a political figure, Mm -hmm. or at least he was associated with a political figure. I'm not going to, you know, betray any confidences here but anyway this guy decides that he's going to um, essentially sell his property in in this particular town and he's going to be moving on and move to California where they where he wasn't planning actually moving until he was in his 60s and that's what I'm seeing across the the country with all of our top clients is they're actually moving uh, they're telling me more and more stories about people that had one day planned to move to you know wherever out into the boondocks having their lake house and they're doing it now and they're moving away from the cities. It's almost like people have been feeling like they've almost been stuck in these golden cages of... Of these lifestyles that they'd long since grown weary of, and now they're advancing their their opportunities. There's been tons and tons of articles about all these companies that are essentially normalizing people working at home, providing technological backbones that will do you know allow more people to work remotely. And but here's Julie, what I suspect is happening. So mm-hmm. this is a big picture here, right? Mm-hmm. So I was reading in some of the uh, Julie and I follow real estate all over the planet, right? And one of the things that we've been reading about are the influxes of people in Europe that are starting to move into the countrysides of their uh, their uh, bordering countries into like what would be, in essence, their countryside hamlets and their old villages that have long since been forgotten about. In Italy, for example, um, there's these towns and communities that were medieval, basically, is how you can only describe them. But now they're being populated by people that are moving out of England, and they're not just moving there to buy a summer place in Tuscany. They're moving there to live there. you know. And then here's the other thing that's really cool. I mean, the, the, we could go on forever, and then we got to get to what we actually prepared to present to you guys today. Um, so Elon Musk, and we talked about this in our podcast a few, uh, maybe like two, three months ago on our Sunday podcast, he has been uh, secretly launching along with a satellite company, these low orbit satellites that will soon make it so that the globe has this net of satellites that will allow everybody around the planet to be on the internet and the speed is faster than 5G. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. not going to be obviously dependent on the weather. <laughs> I think this is
1: not just the hundreds of them. He's launching thousands of thousands them. Thousands everywhere, them, right? Yeah.
0: And it's proven technology. They're low orbit. They're mm-hmm. going to be um, making it so that everyone around the planet is going to be able to have internet access, and it's going to be fast internet access. Not just be dependent. You know, the like cable companies always they'll throttle. Uh, all kinds of internet connectivity, just depending on time of day and you know usage and the rest of it. Well, these satellites won't be stymied by that same technology. So, what that is going to do, it's going to make it so that everyone can more. You could live in France. I mean, obviously, you have to deal with time zone time zone di- uh, differences and you know all that well, sort of thing. Well, we have thing.
1: podcast listeners in Mongolia. Maybe it's because they got that satellite.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, if
1: you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. But
0: these are the types of things that people should be excited about. But at the same time, they need to be weary of, because if you're living in a part of the world where you're going to see a mass migration outside of your particular urbanly, densely urbanly populated area, be careful that you're not succumbing to the confirmation bias that that you know, that trend is going to all of a sudden automatically reverse as soon as the pandemic reverses. It's not. People are going to continue to move outside of those areas just because all the compromises that you have living in those areas do not, uh, all the restaurants and the conveniences, the museums and all the things that people, you know, reflect upon as to why they want to live in New York City, for example. uh, Well, guess what? You can visit that, then you can leave and you don't have to be stuck with all the downside of the density. So, yeah, it's exciting. I, and I, I can't, in all the years you and I have been coaching, we picked up our first coaching client um, in 1998. And mm-hmm. all the years we've been coaching, this is without a doubt the most, I'd say, interesting.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Unusual, unprecedented. You know, a lot of the economic reports and predictions, They, if you read to the end of the article, they always end the same way. Yeah. Oh, this is what we think is going to happen, but nobody's ever experienced anything right. like this. So it's pure speculation.
0: Yeah, it is funny.
1: Yes, it is. But it is an interesting time. We wanted to talk to them about being really cognizant about the days, the actual work days left. We've brought this up before we start talking about this, usually around you know, entering into fourth quarter. We've talked to you about it earlier, even in the summer this go around, because there's so many things affecting your actual schedule. So one of the things we want you to do if you haven't done it yet is get a calendar out. It sure looks like there's four actual months and 120 days left. But when you start taking out things like, you know, probably realistically 10 days in December between Christmas and New Year's, even before Christmas, especially if you have kids, you've got the week of uh, Thanksgiving, you've got, um, you know, and then the weekends and the election cycle. And go ahead.
0: Okay. We need to give them the concept here, right? Yes. So the problem is, is that, and you guys have heard us talk about this a lot. And let's just go back to why we're bringing this up. We're bringing this up because a lot of you are elated. You're experiencing some of you. I know it's not all of you, but certainly most of our personal coaching clients are experiencing their best years ever. Rob Johnson, who last year was the number one agent in Greenwich, Connecticut, and his brand in his company is also number one agent in New York City. He started this year telling me that there was, in his opinion, or no way he was going to sell as much this year as he did last year. Well, guess what? He's now tracking to sell more this year than he sold last year. And a lot yes. of my other clients and Julie's clients and clients. That are in Premier Coaching Julie's uh, Premier Coaching sessions now have become basically Parker. like grat- have become like gratitude hour <laughs> because the yeah. people are actually being very thankful of the fact. That they're, uh, you know, experiencing so much success, and that's what's really exciting. And so you guys got to be realizing that even if you are, um, you know, you're full of gratitude, you got to be really careful that at the same time you stay drilled down because the rest of this year, to Julie's point, is not four months. The rest of this year is maybe if you're lucky, we have maybe 25 working days left this year. And here's, and, and to Julie's again point, look at a calendar. You have December, you have November. You have October, and then you have September. Now, normally we present this information and start hammering down on you guys in October for this. But this year, because of the election, we really do think we're going to see the, a much more abbreviated year. And any of you who've been in real estate for more than 30 seconds will know, one of the things you always hear, well, here's here are the natural, normal headwinds to the rest of the year. End of October, people are going to say, well, I'm going to take a week off, and it always is two weeks off for Halloween. For whatever reason, that's become a holiday. November, you have half of November off. No, I'm not saying you're going to take it off and you're just going to watch Jeopardy all day. Is that even still on TV? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you know, basically you're going to have essentially in November, you're not going to have that many people that are going to want to transact to the holiday and then you're going to have December. But here's really what's going to happen. And this is happens every four years around election years. You're going to have people that are going to tell you literally they're going to say, I'm going to wait until next year until after the election. I'm going to wait until next year, until after the holidays. So if you take all those days out, so Julie?
1: Yeah, well, so if you take all those days out, I was just counting them up. Realistically, I mean, some of our listeners only really work three or four days a week anyway, right? But if you take all those days out, you end up with somewhere between 25 and 50 actual working days. And to your point, Tim, you know you might say, "Oh, I'm not going to take ten days off in December and November, or, or a week off in October." But the market will, the people that you're trying to talk to will, all of your lead follow up will, thus start to become unobtainium, and you'll start to hear those objections. We're not that far away from hearing, "I don't want to do this during the holidays," which then becomes January when they say, "I don't want to do this till spring." So you've really got to be talking about the fact that now more than ever, and you have all kinds of statistics to back this up. You can go to our website to reinforce this. You know, agents say all the time, now is a great time to sell. Now is still a great time to sell. Statistically, people are getting a higher amount of equity out of their house. The prices are still rising. You're going to do better protecting your equity now than throwing the dice and gambling on the future of the rest of fourth quarter of what's going to happen next year. So the script is to best protect your equity from the uncertainty of the future. Why not take care of this now while we have predictable numbers?
0: Well, so if you really were to look at the number of actual working days where you take off the holidays, you take out the weekends, you take all the rest of it, Julie, realistically between the last four months of the year, how many actual working days where they're not going to have all these heads? I mean, when Julie and I sold real estate... We would, frankly, we didn't uh, take enough downtime. We would have times of the year where we, too, would be in situations where we'd want to work through the holidays. Why aren't people working or why are people only taking off, you know, the last week or why are people taking off the last week uh, in of November made sense. But a lot of people were taking off the last two weeks in November and the first week in December. And, and by people, I mean sellers that we otherwise would want to have their listings. They just didn't want to start the process. And this year, because of the election, it's even going to be worse. As far as people's uh, resistance to want to move forward and get their properties for sale, even if it isn't in, in their own uh, financial best interest. So, with that in mind, we wrote down five points that we want you yes. guys to really keep in mind. So, Julie well, and, just,
1: I, and I just calculated it's probably about fifty to sixty days realistically. If you take off the weekends, you take out you know the holiday weeks, and that's not accounting for anybody's vacations. I didn't account for like Labor Day weekend. Some people disappear for five days. You know, it's probably 50 to 65 days. So That's right. So we wrote down what to do about and this. Those-
0: in yeah. those 50 to 65 days, it's incredibly critical that you know how to get the most out of each of those days. And so what we wrote down is five suggestions, and if you're a coaching, uh, coaching client, they would be requirements, of how you're supposed to spend your time on those 50 to 65 days the rest of the year to make sure you're preparing yourself for the following year. Because effectively, your 2021 has already started. Because a lot of the relationships you're going to start forming now will be your spring business. The biggest mistake most agents make is that they Wait until the following year in like March or April to start deciding to get re engaged in their business, and they don't realize that that train has already left the station. They're, doing, they're trying to restart their business during the hardest time of year to restart their business because that's when everyone else is trying to do it mm-hmm. too. So the competition is at a peak. Whereas if you do it now when most agents wandering into the end of the year are more complacent and not as focused, it's actually easier to pick up business. And again, anybody who's been in the business for a long time also knows this is a perfect time of year to have some of your harder to sell listings for sale because there's less competition and those listings have a higher probability of selling quicker, especially in the market we're experiencing now.
1: Yes, you got it. So here are some rules for you. During this time, you are not allowed to do any kind of creative projects. No rebranding, jiggering, tweaking, none of this, okay? This is not the time to be creative. It is called make hay while the sun shines, and none of that requires you figuring stuff out, reinventing the wheel, or anything like that. Next rule, especially now, media free as much as you possibly can.
0: So the first one, Julie, just being really clear on that, what you guys have to do is set aside anything that does not put you directly in front of a prospective seller primarily and a buyer. And it, all the projects that you thought were important that uh, if they are not going to create revenue for you in the next 30 days or less, or realistically, sixty days or less, then you need to set those aside and do those during the inevitably uh, the, the inevitable slower times over the next four months. You're going to have a forced slowdown, whether you want it or not, mm-hmm. come December, come the end of November, come the end of October. Do those projects then, if you choose to do them at all. So, Julie, the next yes, your second point they was usually might not
1: be important to do at all.
0: That's right. Okay, <laughs> they usually so, aren't.
1: Yeah, right. So, next thing is we talked about media free, uh, definitely media free morning but a media-free life as much as you can. You're going to catch some headlines that go across your phone or, you know, on your laptop, but you don't need to be tuned in to all of the drama happening. It's just a distraction, especially with social media where people are posting all kinds of wackadoodle things that can take you down a rabbit hole. So media-free as much as possible. Obviously, you're going to keep your business Facebook page and your LinkedIn and all of your stuff, you know, going. But as far as the actual news media, forget about it.
0: Okay, hold on a second, Julie. Always use points. Okay, so That point, was point number two. Point number two is go. always be media-free and give yourself permission to completely check out of everything that has anything to do with uh, any headlines. Do not watch Fox News, CNN. Do completely yeah, we'll check out. We'll tell you about
1: the real estate headlines. We'll tell you what's going on with you know lending and forbearances and all the you know interest rates. You'll hear about it here. So point number three you touched on, you said... Only concentrate on 60-day transactions. Stop chasing the unmotivated, which was actually related to this point, the next point. So stop chasing unmotivated people. How do you know if they're motivated or not? You use actual pre-qualification scripts, buyer script, seller script. You ask actual questions which drill down on what their situation is. Do they have realistic expectations? Have they actually been to a lender? Do they know the difference between real pre-approval and just a conversation? But
0: therein lies the problem, yes, right? Because is. they don't have the pre-qualification scripts. They don't know what to do. And this is a great time for me. Well, our
1: premier coaching clients certainly do. Well,
0: obviously they do. <laughs> Guys, the, the learning how to pre-qualify at a high level is and, and being urgent about it, which is your next point, Julie, urgency counts. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Uh, that's right. fast lead follow up, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we should change well, it to. Well, I mean
1: that—that's you know point number five, and that is really critical, especially now. I've had some reports of people. Um, but, like, as as,
0: but as far as as far as the pre qualifying, guys, make sure you're doing make sure you're doing the pre qualifying completely when you're talking to your prospective clients. When you're doing pre qualifying, when you're doing your pre qualifying, you have to ask all the questions. You have to ask all the tough questions that would make usually make you. Uh, fearful of being rejected. It's when you're asking questions that could result in you hearing the word no, that's when you know you're really doing your job. So make sure you're focusing on using the pre-qualifying scripts. And if you guys are not in the free coaching program, let alone the normal premier coaching program, you need to take action on that now. Text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link so you can join the, the free coaching program. The free coaching program is going to get you started and how to essentially master this last bit of the year so you can be completely prepared for 2021. We are including the real estate treasure map. We are including the 90-day massive action plan with the free coaching program. So text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Next point, Julie.
1: Yes, the last point you already uh, presented, which was the urgency point. So what I was about to say about that now, it's really critical that you are calling people back with, you know, furiously fast lead follow-up. Don't have different rules for different types of leads. There is no rule that says because they texted you, you must text them back. You have to call everyone, if it was an internet lead, if it was on your Facebook page, if it was texted, if it was referred to you, I don't care where it came from, an actual call. Case in point, I have a buyer example and a seller example. This is right from our coaching clients, okay? And one of our coaching clients just took a listing because she was probably going to be second tier, maybe get the call, maybe not. The person had called the, the agent that sold them the house. The comment was, I left a message with them on Friday. <laughs> they apparently don't want or need my business because now it's Wednesday and I haven't heard from them
0: This yet. was from a premier client?
1: This was a... our premier client got the call because this person's previous agent dropped the ball. Oh my. So our client had kind of an okay relationship, you know, had been, you know, talking to them as a lead follow-up, but the person thought they were probably going to just list with the person who sold them the house. Left that person a message, never got a call back, and then called our coaching class.
0: What's the psychology behind lazy lead follow-up like that? What do you honestly think it is? Let's just be completely bottom line and not worry about hurting your feelings. It's lazy lead follow-up. Well that and they are basically fearful of hearing a no. That's what it is.
1: And I I think But doesn't it come
0: back down to essentially not having enough leads and so basically they Mm -hmm. overly cherish these you know two or three leads that they have?
1: Absolutely. And I think that there are some agents that get overwhelmed a lot faster than others. And they just figure like they can't handle another deal. So they're just, you know, they'll wait till they take care of this weekend drama. Then they'll call somebody back when they get to it. And I think some of it is just flat out disorganization that they they don't have a CRM. They don't keep track of anything. You know, they just forget about it. I I hear about it sometimes.
0: But when it comes to leads, they don't need a fancy CRM. You just have to
1: call them back immediately. Right. And keep track.
0: The, one of the simplest systems that we'd suggest all of you guys use, before you waste, again, it's creative endeavors, and as far as art projects, worrying about your CRM, one of the things we suggest all of you do is just get some 3 by 5 cards and write your leads down on those 3 by 5 cards, or even better, use the lead, the pre-qualification script that we uh, give you guys as part of Premiere. It, it literally has blanks where you you know, you know ask a question, you write their answer down, and you put those in a three-ring binder. We and you, teach
1: that as the brain book. Okay? Of course. Okay, so the brain book is a three-ring binder with second. Sections in it, one of which is your leads. And the second one is the buyer prequal script and the seller prequel script with multiple copies. So you pull it out, you talk to them there, you determine their lead, you put them in the leads section. Another section of that book is what's going on with financing right now. You have a little grid to figure out, you know, based on today's interest rates, which your lenders can provide for you. It's a rate sheet, right? Then you have maybe your service providers. If you're talking to somebody and they say, you know, I'd get it for sale, but I have a roof leak. Can you help me out? You turn to that page, you help them out then you have a conversation log and you keep track of all this. Yes, it's paper, it's old school, but you can carry it with you and you can take care of it wherever you are. So there's really no excuse but, you know, there's no excuse for lazy lead follow-up. And you know, the agents that are stronger, faster, better, smarter, more studied and and more urgent and more motivated than you We'll clean your clock for being lazy like that. Well, They're everywhere.
0: It's the it's the urgent, the furiously fast lead follow up is yep. If you are getting into the business, and Julie's running off to Premier Coaching, so Julie, thank you for yes. being on the show today. Yep. And so those of you who are in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend the uh, coaching session live with Miss Julie. You're always going to learn more, and you're always going to get more from participating during the sessions live because you can you know rub virtual elbows with other Premier Coaching members. The thing that's the hardest part for us to disseminate over the podcast is the importance of not allowing yourself to slip into complacency for the rest of the year. I know, look guys, and we feel it the exact same way. Um, You know, it's been a stressful year, right? And we still have four months left. The nice thing about where we are now is you can still make this your best year ever. You don't just have to basically, you know, hide underneath your desk and waiting for next year to roll in, hoping for, you know, clearer skies. You can make this still your best year ever. And the winds are at your back. The winds were definitely not at your back for the most part in the spring, but they are now. And here's the really brilliant part. And I know that, look, we have tens of thousands of you that will listen to this podcast today. But here's what I also know. There's millions of you that millions of agents out there that won't. So for the tens of thousands of you that do listen to real estate coaching radio and are being proactive, well, here's something I need you to be very clear about in your head. We, we are in a very competitive world. We are very, in a very competitive business. There is real competition, and the real competition is not yourself. Don't believe in that mindset Mickey Mouse. The competition are the other agents who are fighting to get that same contract signed, especially on the listing side. You have to be urgent. You will actually win the listing um, in most cases if you're simply more urgent to follow up with those leads. The point that Julie was making a second ago – about some of you guys who like to slip into complacency and laziness and you think you're being efficient with your time by overuse of CRM's and electronic means of communication you guys are the ones that are going to suffer the most when the market gets more competitive in the spring Do yourself a favor. Get used to making yourself work harder than you think you should until it no longer feels like a strain. It just becomes normalized. Get used to, when you get a lead, calling them back right away. And again, I know a lot of you think there's some sort of, you know, like it's an imperative to somehow... Uh, delegate all the most important aspects of your business. This is a plague that's basically affected our industry for mostly the last 10 years. And here's what's happened. Some of you have never really learned how to pre-qualify at the highest level. Pre-qualification is both an art and a science, right? And so are listing presentations and the rest of it. We have done the heavy lifting for you as far as the premier coaching program. So if you're wondering what to say, you know intuitively what we're saying is the truth. You know it would work for you. Don't waste time trying to be creative to create your own system, hoping and praying that by the luck of the god, real estate gods, you're somehow miraculously going to create a system that's anywhere near as effective as the one that we've created for you guys over the last 20 years and having it you know, field tested in every market and every price range and every market condition. It just doesn't make sense. If you are serious about your real estate business, why don't you just take the shortest path up to the top of the mountain and just do what we ask you to do as part of the coaching program? It just makes sense. Because we love hearing your success stories. That's basically our emotional currency a professional and you know, professionally speaking, is when we hear you guys uh, not just thank us, that's also, that's always, uh, you know, obviously nice, but when we hear you celebrating your victories and the fact that, you know, we feel like maybe we are 1% of your success, you guys have to put in the effort, which is 99%, right? Information is really, you know, it, people put too much value on it, but information is ubiquitous, right? It's the person who's going to put the information into action that matters. I wrote this point down yesterday and I really love it, Effort takes no talent, right? And I'll say what's more is effort really doesn't take that much skill either. If you have energy and enthusiasm and if you do, you know, furiously fast lead follow. if you just work harder than the next guy, you're going to win more often than you otherwise would. And, and the... Where do you get distracted is believing that real estate is supposed to be complicated, believing that business in general is supposed to be complicated. So you feel you get seduced by all these people that are trying to introduce these complicated lead generation funnels, these complicated systems and learn how to do this and learn how to do that. You've got to ask yourself why that even remotely makes sense to even waste a second on any of those things even if frankly you do have the time to, to you know you have tons of pendings and tons of listings and you're you know great cash flow wise and you're looking for some creative art project and you are somehow seduced into believing you need to create some elaborate online lead generation thing? Why? Why would you do that? We know fundamentally that the lowest quality leads are the ones that come off the internet. How about that? Right? Isn't that funny to think about? And yet how much how much billions of dollars are agents spending per year trying to generate or just flat out buy buyer leads? that are internet generated. All the while we know statistically those are are the worst quality leads that you can get. Whereas the best quality seller leads primarily are all around you. You just, and you know it too, because I know on the you know your way to the grocery store yesterday, you passed, maybe without knowing it, probably like 10 expired listings, three for sale by owners. You passed a whole bunch of other you know prospective sellers. You just didn't know they were there, or maybe you did know they were there, you just turned your head so you didn't have to be reminded that you're not calling that for sale by owner, for example. Isn't that funny? But it's true. There has never been a better time to be in the real estate industry. Those of you who are new in the real estate industry, it, this is the perfect timing provided you don't waste time on time wasting things. You focus on being of service to other people. You accept the fact that this is a skills-based market. And more so into next year, you're going to see more and more sellers, buyers even, but mostly sellers, who are going to demand you have a more a complex uh, set of problem-solving um, you know, apparatuses than you've ever been needed it, Probably in the last 20 years, honestly, because there's going to be so much diversity. There's going to be so much bifurcation in the different challenges that real estate professionals are going to face. And the normal agent who's just centers of influence and in past clients, who's just doing you know social networking, they're going to have their clocks clean because they haven't taken the time to learn the skills. And you, you guys will see this happen. And that's where there's going to be – there's not just going to be a bifurcation in the real estate markets with regards to home values and prices and all the rest of it. But there's definitely going to be in the real estate industry amongst real estate professionals that have the skills and are willing to apply it and those who don't. But the, mo- the one thing that overrides all of this, the best education, the best training, the best coaching, the best mindset, the best everything is action. And the actions that you will put forth for the rest of the year, that's what matters most. And that's hopefully what you guys got out of today's podcast. Realize, A, that you don't know. Point number one, in essence, was realize that you don't have as much time. You don't truly have four months left to accomplish goals this year. Uh, You know, accept the fact that this is not the time of year, especially in 2020, going to 2021, to be wasting time being creative. Just do what you know works. And definitely consider going completely media free. That one point right there will be the greatest liberator of stress and anxiety you can possibly imagine. There is, you guys have to assume right now that uh, there is, there's no benefit to you whatsoever, by being at all involved in politics or any kind of social cause. It does not do you any good if, your highest, if you're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people. And you know, assuming most of you listening have real estate licenses, the people in which you've, you have know, chose to be of service to are prospective buyers and sellers. So being overly involved in your head and allowing your emotional energy to be sapped uh, because of all the political Mickey Mouse and the social unrest and all the other things that are happening i'm not discounting those things or not saying those things aren't real and not saying these things aren't you know historical events. what i'm saying is for the sake of you being of service to other people and making money for you and your family, it's best not to participate in any of them and just focus on. What your mission should be, which is being of service to other people. For you to be of service to uh, other people, you have to have the skills in which you know they will require for you to be of service to them. Does this make sense, guys? That's it. It's that simple. I mean, just think of any other professional on the face of the earth. You know, just I always use the doctor example because for the most part, doctors are you know definitely professional, right? Um, so, do you think if you walked into your dental your your, your dentist office? If he started talking to you about politics or she started talking to you about politics or anything else that was in the news, you would feel, what if they're taking a political bent that isn't even to your, you don't agree with, right? That's going to be something that's going to be very awkward and you're not going to like that experience and you're probably going to walk out of that dental office or at the very least, you're not going to ever want to do business with that person again. And yet in in real estate, we're going to be giving, we as industry professionals, you guys, we're getting a lot of pressure to somehow be socially, <coughs> sneeze, sorry, to be socially involved in a lot of these causes, but it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't ultimately benefit, uh, frankly, indiv- you individually, but it also doesn't benefit society either because what benefits society on, a, on the macro level, in the most meaningful way is you to be fully engaged and pro- becoming the best version of yourself as a real estate professional. And if you want to participate in the other things, um, do so during non working hours. That's the only thing I can say. But for the most part, realize that there are these big macro trends. They come and they go. We talk about these all the time on the podcast, right? But socially, there's also macro trends. And if you yourself, you gotta realize that you know someone gave us this advice a long time ago. Be a republicrat, right? Don't be one or the other. And I'm not and I'm saying for the you know the for the public facing version of you. Try to be somebody that's neutral. That way you can be of service to more people because a lot of people are obviously most people now are tribing up, right? They're choosing. I'm only going to be, you know, think like this and I'm going to adopt all the, the values and the thoughts and the, you know, all that, the behavior of my particular tribe. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't care what side of the political fence you lean. There're definitely certain attributes that are, you know, favorable to certain tribes, and those same tribes have certain att- have certain characteristics and, you know, downsides that I don't even want to be associated with, but I get the bad as well as the good if I choose to be politically active at least for the sake of, you know, public facing version of me, which we won't be. Because if we decide to be publicly uh, political on one side or the other, half of you guys will say, I don't like Tim and Julie. And you won't say it because uh, of what we're saying uh, to you professionally, because you still might like our coaching and what we're saying, and you know we're helping you in your real estate business. But boom, as soon as we start making political statements, then all of a sudden you guys are going to, you know what, maybe Tim and Julie aren't the people we thought that they were, right? Isn't that how it happens in life in general? So look, I'm, again, not downplaying the importance of what's going on in society. But what I am saying is be like the doctor, be professional, keep your head out of the politics, quite literally, right? Keep your head out of the emotions. And and, and guys, a lot of it's just basically grand theater anyway, especially on the political stages that we're seeing right now because of the presidential election. And it does not, it has no positive or negative bearing on ultimately on your outcome. There will all be societal cost to whoever is re-elected or who is elected but as far as you're concerned the ultimate outcome in your life is going to be determined by the effort that you take it's going to be determined by how often you're willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level and provided that you stay in tune with that mindset knowing that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to uh, other people it honestly doesn't matter Who's president? It doesn't matter what the interest rates are because you're independent of all that. You're free of all that because you have the mindset of service and now you've got the skill set to back it up. And you're, as other people are running around through chickens, like chickens with their heads cut off, knowing, not knowing which way is up, not knowing what's going to happen next. You are comfortable and you are confident and you're fiercely looking forward to the future because you know you can help people. That's the own, that own, that emotion of freedom and that's self-confidence. It can't be faked. That only comes with skill. It only comes when you know how to solve a multitude of different problems. It only comes, guys, when you know how to generate your own leads and you don't have to buy your own leads. It only comes when you're no longer beholden, but that you're actually independent. And that is on the other side of skill. And that's exciting. Because all of you can accomplish that goal in a relatively short period of time. Isn't that the, ultimately the reason that you took the risk of getting into real estate and becoming an entrepreneur and all the rest of it? It's because you wanted to feel free. You wanted it to be free, free of your time, free of all the normal things that are associated with you know, just being a normal working person. You wanted to be free so that you could, you know, frankly live a life that is essentially a little bit more or a lot more interesting than someone who's beholden, right? And yet you got into real estate and without knowing it, so many of you have locked yourselves into these lifestyles. Now you're beholden before you're beholden to a job and an employer and making your boss happy. But now you're beholden to what? All these companies that are selling you leads. You're beholden to all these sort of overly complicated, overly analytical, ridiculous Um, You know lead generation funnels and rules and all that you have lost the original mission that many of you were on Which is to feel free and you have essentially put yourself in a a situation where you have a boss again I mean you're investing all this time and money and you're creating all this social networking content for example Assuming that somehow that's going to be like investing in for future business, but what evidence do you have that that's true what evidence do you have that your media that you're wasting all this time creating is going to be even relevant in six months, let alone six minutes from now? You don't. But you know what would be relevant? Your skills. Knowing how to literally pick up the phone. Knowing how to you know, confidently help a multitude of people with a multitude of different problems. When you have that mindset, the other stuff is seen as what it is. By other stuff, I mean essentially all the non-proactive lead generation stuff. You'll start laughing at it. Because you realize how silly it is, and even if you're doing some of that stuff now, after you basically take the time, you know, to learn to master the art of doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level, and you and you learn the skills, you no longer start. You, you avoid looking for the shortcut. You avoid looking for the easy button. You realize that basically, you know, it's going to require some discomfort before you're really going to experience long periods of comfort. That is the truth then you're going to laugh at the old version of yourself that was even remotely seduced by the buying lead stuff because it is really kind of humorous when you see some of the things that agents are doing i feel sorry for them uh, and we do our podcast and our coaching and we wrote our book and everything else to try to you know shake people into being aware of some of the you know really craziness that's out there right now but yeah people still ignore it because What we ask people to do requires effort. It will require rejection. It will require overcoming fear. It is going to require skill. But on the other side of it, guys, you're going to feel so proud of yourselves because you'll have done something that, frankly, most people have never done. You'll become, you know, professionally, you'll become one of the most elite real estate professionals in the world because you have the skill set and you're not just dependent on, you know, silliness. Hopefully you guys are in alignment with that vision of your futures. I know some of you are because we hear from you on the premier coaching sessions every day and from all of our other contacts we have with you guys all over the world that you are realizing what a miracle it is, what a how lucky we are all to be in real estate. Being in real estate right now, uh, and Julie and I got into real estate, I'm 50, and we got into real estate over 25 years ago. We bought our first house when we were 22 and 23, right? And in all those years, in all the years selling real estate, I have never... Uh, remembered a more exciting time to be a real estate practitioner uh, and certainly in the United States, but I'm learning across the globe as well. Because of all the changes that are happening, it's creating so many new opportunities in so many diverse ways that if you're just even 10% entrepreneurial and you're willing to you know, learn the skills necessary, as I keep on harping on, you're going to create so much opportunity for yourself around, you know, certainly around your market, but maybe even around the country. What if this new technological revolution that's basically being birthed because of COVID, what if it allows you to start selling real estate in different states? Redfin right makes it so that you can easily list a property and that you never actually see because the new standard is, well, guess what? You don't have to see it because, you know, even after COVID is gone, you know, in the rear view mirror, maybe it's okay now to just do Zoom meetings or whatever evolves out of the Zoom thing, you know? I mean, that's exciting. So don't be fearful, move forward, realize there's never been, a, a frankly, there's never been a better time to be in real estate, provided that you have got your mind locked in to the reality that our highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. Once you grab hold of that and that becomes your thing, which hopefully it is for all of you, then on the other side of it is the acceptance that for you to be in alignment with the um, vision for yourself, that the highest and truest purpose for yourself is to be of service to other people. The only next step is going to be to master the skills necessary to be of service to those other people. When you cross the bridge on those two mental thoughts, On the other side of that, you're gonna experience freedom like you never have before. Just touch on it, guys. Let it inspire you for just a second, and you're gonna find that your life's gonna pivot. If you need us for anything, feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206. Thank you guys sincerely for continuing to make this number one daily listen to podcast for real estate professionals. Thank you for continuing to make Harris Rules one of the best-selling real estate books of all time. It's available certainly on barnesandnoble.com uh, and in and, and stores as well. We've seen it at airports back when you know airports were something that people went to um, and obviously on Amazon and all the other places too. If there's ever anything we can do for you guys, if you want us to speak to your group, if you Want us to speak to your office if you want us to speak to your board of realtors we've been doing all that and uh with on a regular basis really since covid hit and if you guys need us to help you in any way even the smallest of ways feel free to text me 512-758-0206 this program has been a presentation by tim and julie harris real estate coaching for more information on our real estate coaching and training programs